Welcome to the His Light and Life podcast with your host, Mark, who will be your guide to enhance, deepen, and enrich your Christian life. To turn your focus away from just getting by to walking with God in His light and life. Welcome back to His Light Life. We're going to pick up a... The kingdom of heaven is vital. The kingdom of God... Jesus mentioned the kingdom over a hundred times. A hundred times. Uh, it was the message. When he sent out his, the 70s, he said, Go and preach the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. We preach the gospel of salvation and... Uh, most assuredly, the gospel of salvation message is a vital part of the kingdom message. But it's not the complete message. The complete message of a transfer. So it's, we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. So if you think about, if you think about it in this sense, um, before you knew the Lord, before you came to the Lord, the Bible says that you were in the kingdom of darkness it doesn't just say you were a sinner right? it's not just about it's not just about your individual personal behavior but it's about an alliance it's about an allegiance it's about a connectedness it's a total connectedness you can you can think about it this way you know these words have a bad these words have a bad rap in our society today, but they're they're connected very, very strongly to what we're talking about here. In and the idea is of a totalitarian, the idea of a total government, a government rule, a government that's ruling over you, an idea that's ruling over you, an ideology that's ruling over you. It's simply a total meaning covering every aspect of your life. The non-believer in this world is completely covered by the world. It isn't just the it isn't just the behavior. Unfortunately, we've we've focused very much on on simply the behavior, you know, the the physic the physical actions of being a believer and a non-believer. And of course, physical actions are vital but the physical action what you see physically is an out it's like um it's the it's the final effect it's the it's the effect you know god said of his people the jews he said these people uh and i'm going to say it again i'm not the Jewish people are a template that we work with with the Old Testament, but it wouldn't have mattered what people were involved in that. would have made no difference at all. Any other nation would have acted exactly the same way. It wasn't something that was peculiar or unique to them. But God spoke of them and he said, This people, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Jesus, we see that again when he's talking about the, talking to the Pharisees. He said, you know, he, he says, you're whitewashed tombs. 
so you've 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 affected you've you've through behavior modification leashing and muzzling you've you've contained your actions you're controlling your actions but behind the scenes behind closed doors in your private thought life in your private life your heart's far from me your heart's connected to other things there's other desires that are in there and and that's important when we look at this because what we want to understand is that the kingdoms whether that be in this case the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness they're total a non-believer is not in certain aspects of their lives you know walking you know in the kingdom of the world and in other aspects of their lives are walking in the kingdom of light they're not doing that their lives are totally encased encompassed operating within the sphere of the kingdom of darkness it's total it it affects it affects how they think it affects what they do it affects their worldview their philosophy it affects the very manner of their existence they're not free from it they're obedient to it when the bible says you know that you were once servants of sin it says yield not your members anymore to be instruments of unrighteousness that's just one manifestation of it The non-believer is encompassed, encased in a realm of self-reliance. And that was given to them. That is their very core of their nature. And it was hand, it's been handed down from Adam in the garden, in his treason, his disobedience. The interaction that they have with it so it's like different strings on an instrument if you play that string it plays a frequency and that frequency is all that string can play man in this world sees the world as an opportunity for him to self-express self-indulge self-magnify self-glorify that's what he sees it as it flows through them like the blood flowing through their veins that nature that desire for darkness that desire it doesn't come and go it's not here and there and it, it's always there it's total they wake up in the morning with it they live the entire day with it they go to bed with it at night and the bible calls that god calls that evil thoughts continuing just continually evil thoughts and by evil thoughts it just simply means thoughts of darkness thoughts that god's not a part of thoughts that God's not in 
it's so total that the there's a, the aspects of it most of the aspects of it fill them with fear and shame what we know is what we know is amusement or entertainment or those are simply actions that they perform to shut up that voice inside of them that fear that rises that concern they look to the future they try to find hope in it and then all they find is dark forebodings and they find themselves under this threefold in this threefold prison of both of their nature an evil demonic realm around them whispering and influencing and the whole thing under a curse the whole the whole earth is under a curse god's safety protocol we've talked about that in the past his safety protocols there it's bringing it in he didn't create it he didn't release it he didn't originate it but it is definitely serving his purpose This earth is this burn room that has a limitation for the life cycle of sin. It's. I want to back up one second. I wanted to say this. We think about God and we think about his purposes, the mystery of the gospel, all of those things. You have to realize that in God's eternity, his tolerance for, his um, time allotment, for this epoch of time where sin was man, is manifest on this earth, is a sliver it is a sliver to man living in a material world and influenced governed by time as we know that god said that there'd be the sun would govern the day and the moon would govern the night we're ruled by time 12 is a governmental number we have 12 hours of light 12 hours of darkness 24 hour day 12 months in a year man is governed by time he doesn't rule time time rules him he's limited by time he's controlled by time he's always continuously influenced by time he measures his existence in time because it governs and the amount of time if you want to call it that in God, because God is not in the realm of time. He created time. It's outside of himself. He is not influenced by it, affected by it at all. When we think about, you know, when, when Jesus said, you know, no one knows the times or the seasons except the Father, you have to understand he's speaking to man in a way that man can understand him. He's not speaking to man, telling him, relaying to man the view that God has of it. God lives in the realm of inter of eternity. He doesn't live in the realm of time. Time is something that we live in. And if you look at the amount from our view of time that he is allotted for sin to continue, it is very very short. It's so short in fact that by his his grace is holding it back. It's only being extended to accomplish 
It's only being extended to accomplish the work and the will that he has. It's almost like one of those movies. Every every good movie has it. I mean, you think about Indiana Jones or something. You know, he's hanging from this ladder that's kind of falling apart, and it's just, you know, and someone's trying to hold him up or whatever. And it's only a matter of time until it breaks. And as soon as the the person being held by the rope or whatever reaches safety, the whole thing crashes to the ground. That's what's going on here. God is upholding this for 2,000 years in this aspect of the harvest of the elect from the earth, the age of grace. And as soon as the, as soon as the last living stone in the temple of God is saved... living stones that were that have been and are predestined before the foundations of the world carved out and experienced brought to the temple site in time as soon as that's complete it's done you think about Sol the quarry that they used for Solomon's temple there was no hammers there was no tools there was no there was no noise at the temple site at the quarry is where the rocks were prepared, where the chisels happened and the hammers were being swung. And those stones were being prepared there at the quarry to fit a very specific place at the temple site. And when they were brought to the temple site, where no tools were heard, where no noise, no intruding sounds were present, that stone would be put into place if something needed to be done to it if it was not quite right it had to go it went back to the quarry and it was worked on the adjustments were made there they didn't even make fine adjustments at the temple site but every stone had its place every stone had its purpose in the building of the temple. It all they all had their position. Were living stones. That was a natural temple built out of natural rock. We're living stones. And we're going to be formed into a living temple. And God the master builder determined those stones before the foundations of the world. Here's where the hammers are. Here the earth life is where the chiseling is taking place. This is where he's accomplishing his work. The Holy Spirit is working on us. It's not always pleasant. A hammer here, a chisel there, a smack here, a smack there. He's, he's working on us conforming us to the image of Christ. We go to heaven, the whole body will be formed together and fashioned together in a temple. Those living stones have been brought together, will be brought together in heaven from all nations, from all peoples, and from all times in the earth, in the in the day of grace. That's why you see people that, you know, that were that have gone on to glory and they're there waiting for the full assembly 500 years ago, the early church. And there'll be people who will be 
brought into the kingdom. Moments before the rapture. The final stones. It's interesting to note that once the temple was built, they had no more use for the quarry. They had no more use for the quarry after all the stones had been hewn and chiseled and chopped and hammered. Once the stones necessary for the assembly of the temple were completed, the quarry served no further purpose. God is holding back the law of sin and death in this earth in the age of grace for the harvest of the living stones of God which will form the temple of God for all eternity. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to be sitting there piled up. You know, we will be a mobile temple. We will be a living temple. We will be a moving temple. And there's times when we will come together. All the elect of God, our faces will all be turned towards him. And it will be the temple of God. But that's vital, that's vitally important. And what we want to look at today is more specifically the importance of moving our thinking past simply a evangelistic salvation gospel into how it applies practically to our lives in a day-to-day basis and how it affects our thinking by understanding that we are in the kingdom of God now. We're not going to the kingdom of God. We're in the kingdom of God. Jesus said to his disciples, and as you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's the kingdom. He's the king of the kingdom, and he's the kingdom he's the king of. He's the king of the kingdom. And he is the kingdom that he is the king of. All things were created by him. All things were created for him. And without him, nothing was created. We, the church, the elect, are in him. Do you not know that you are dead and your lives are hidden with God in Christ Jesus? Because we are in the kingdom. You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. Into the kingdom of light. Into the kingdom of his son. I want to read a verse here. Romans fourteen seventeen. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. You know, I would be the last person to draw a full conclusion, to try to draw a full picture of the eternity of of the uh, the Trinity and eternity past. <laughs> but I do know that in their presence, the Bible says, "In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy." I know that they dwelt in a realm of righteousness, peace, and joy, and we've been brought into that. 
we've been brought into that relationship. We've been brought into that that realm with them. There's a connection there. And we'll pick up that connection and how it influences and affects us in our next podcast. I want to thank you for joining me today on His Light and Life as we begin to study and talk about some of the aspects of the kingdom of God. And we'll pick it up there next time. Thank you for listening to His Light and Life. Do you have questions or want to speak with Mark? Please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.